When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. All right, Max, that time. It's our mailbag episode, the first ever mailbag episode here in the Cedric Maxwell podcast. I am Joseph Pavone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell out in Charlotte. How, how are you feeling, Max? How's, uh, how's man, it? Man, I, I am beautiful here in Charlotte, man. The city is, you give you, give you a view. This is me. I'm on the deck, and this is the view of the Queen City. Okay. That's nice. Where, I'm at. I'm actually on the rooftop. I have a uh, townhouse. I have a downtown Charlotte, and I'm kind of looking onto the city. Yeah, you got so, some of the invite. Love it, love it, life. You've been you've been talking about it all summer. I gotta get the invite. We gotta we gotta, we gotta oh, oh yeah, definitely have you and Nick down, Nick Joso down, and hang out on the roof deck. Have some, you know, have have some lunch. Just chill. Yeah, it looks nice, man. We just got the sun. We got the sun back today after the uh, the crazy rainy uh, Friday we had. But let's get into these episodes. I mean, let's get into these uh, these episodes. Let's get into these okay. questions. We got uh, people who tweeted us. People slide into your DM, Max. So we appreciate it, guys. Of course, we always say at the end of almost every episode, we appreciate the support. And uh, this is our way of giving back here. You know, all the questions uh, you guys have lined up for us, we appreciate it. But uh, the first one comes from uh, Paris and. Uh, Paris asks, uh, as a defensive, tough-nosed player, who was your greatest challenge, DJ Bernard King or Larry Bird? Who was my challenge? Your greatest challenge out of those three, I guess. I didn't. The only one that had to guard, well, I had to guard Larry for a little bit. Uh, you know, when I was going against him my rookie year, his rookie year, uh, that was pretty tough. But other than that, mm, I, I would have said, like, you know, Bernard King. Bernard King was outstanding, man. He was a he was a different different animal, man. That dude was uh, uh, he could score both shoulders, post up. He was so quick that you couldn't double team the post up, mm-hmm. and that gave you problems. And I remember one day Larry was he, Larry Larry would score on him, and then he'd come back down to the other end. He'd be all pissed off and wouldn't score on me. And then one day Larry happened to have him on the switch on the defensive end. And Larry was telling me, like, switch. I'm like, no, no, you, you're you good. You stay right there. <laughs> nah, you're <laughs> you, good, were, you were on the all-defensive team. You stay right there for a minute. You'll see how this feels. So that was pretty funny. But, yeah, I would say Bernard King was was one of the tough ones. Dr. J, uh, you know, I'm even giving my guy James Worthy. 
a little credit. He was pretty tough because he was so quick with the basketball. Uh, my boy Bob McAdoo said they used to call him clever, uh, you know, because he was he had all these moves and, and things around the hoop. But there was a quite a few. Alex Ingus, Kiki Valleyway. There was a, a lot of guys who could score the ball uh, when I was playing. You know, this is new now, uh, Lakers documentary that they, that they got going. Right now, they're around that time, uh, the, the mid-'80s right now. I'm sure you've been watching it, man. I'm sure you've been keeping it. It'd be with. nice to get a check. I don't know because, you know, last time I, I somebody was telling me about the Laker documentary, and I think that's when they had uh, – I think Jerry West was in the uh, – Well, no, that's the, the – yeah, no, that was the TV show. I feel like these are like the uh, the response uh-huh. to those. This is, this is the documentary, but yeah. <laughs> That was worse. I guess the actor acting like Jerry West, and then there was the actor who was me, and I guess I scored, and Jerry West wasn't too happy with that. <laughs> no, he, was, he was actually in the limo uh, watching this, and then he was just like, ah, cornbread motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Jerry, you know, tell me how you really feel, big fella. But yeah, that was, uh, those were pretty tasty bits, man. Yeah, well, that was the part that actually made the show. So it makes me wonder that that was, that was a true story. That was verbatim, the, the way he said it. <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> All right, next one comes from um, one of our biggest, bigger fans. Or maybe his biggest fan. I feel like he uh, always interacts with us a lot on Twitter, man. Big shout out to uh, Greek-Italian Celtic Skywalker. Uh, his question is, uh, what else do the Celtics need, in your opinion, to shore up this roster? I feel like they need another big uh, and a wing. Thoughts? Uh, I would love to have another big. I think the wings are pretty good. Uh, since Kevin Durant now is off the table, uh, that would have shored up a lot of different things. Uh, but they've been talking about, you know, Jason Tatum. What an outstanding summer he's had. I think someplace he's playing in some summer league and uh, game, and LeBron was with him. He had eight threes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the, uh, always the, uh, crazy. Got a pro pro am as uh, Jamal Crawford runs it. Every yeah, 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 yeah. So, but that's the same Jamal Crawford that uh, uh, Chad Holmgren wouldn't he? Didn't he break his foot or something in that that's summer the league? Exact same event. I was just going to tell you. The, I don't know if you knew about the year. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what did he do to break his foot that he's out for the year though? Well, I from, mean, a, from, a, from a highlight, it looked like he was trying to uh, to trying to, to stop LeBron. Yeah, LeBron on a fast break, and uh, he starts limping after it, and, and that was the last time we saw that. Actually, they shut down the uh, the game because there was a condensation, so there was, the floor was slippery. So after that happened, ooh. they said it's a wrap, and they, they closed it down. So, but yeah. Wow. And I played. I know, I, you know, thing I know about, people I, out there are going to be like, oh, man, well, what, what was he doing, doing, you know, playing in the thing? But it's like, come on, man. That's the last thing on people's mind when you're playing – and during the off season, when you're trying to showcase yourself, also, well, the thing, the thing, he some, got, some great players. Well, the thing that he had also, he had permission from the team. Uh, you know, OKC right. gave him permission to play in that summer league game. Right. If they had not given him permission to play in that summer league game, they could have voided his contract. So uh, you know, so young players, if you aren't, if, if you aren't uh, established. You know, you might want to second guess and make sure you ask your team to get permission if it's okay to play in those games. I mean, there were guys who, who got hurt in all kinds of different things. And um, some of the contracts have been voided. Some of them have just been punished. There was, I think, some guy that I remember one time, he got uh, hurt. Um, I think he was jet skiing. 
and fell off the jet ski and broke his broke his leg or something like that. Curtis Ellison, who we both know, uh, he said he did something, but he was uh, helping D. Brown uh, bring a table into his house. The table put on, fell on his foot and broke it. You heard his so, foot. That's right. I forgot yeah, about so, that. So, yeah. So players, different things can happen to players like that. Uh, but again, it's, it's just unfortunate. It yeah. isn't anything that we should scream about. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It really is because he, uh, from what I saw in summer league, I, I'm not the only one. He, he he looked good. You know, he impressed a lot of people, and everyone's waiting to see what he will look like against NBA talent, of course, because everyone knows what summer league is. You know, but at the same time, he had that going into the drafts. You know, that that stock, that high stock, and and some people are really surprised that, that he wasn't taken at the number one, the number one uh, pick overall. But the, you know, the Orlando Magic went another route, of course. Well, and you say, so yeah, the, the, the question that was asked was, uh, what do the Celtics need? I think that they have a lot of, a, a lot of pieces right now. I think all the things they need now are fringe people, uh, fringe pieces. They need a couple of maybe backup shooters, uh, somebody who's a dead red knock down the shot, uh, when the ball comes to it, when it swings from Tatum to Brown to him in the corner. But, uh, most of the pieces right now, the Celtics have the biggest piece that they that they have, but they that they need and they just got. I think was championship experience. What it takes to win the championship, and uh, maybe Golden State showed them what it meant. Yeah, I think for the most part they have. You know, Ime has his, his rotation, you know, but obviously we have to wait and see how they mesh. How is everything going to pan out? So I mm-hmm. think you know a month into the regular season. You'll have a, a good idea or somewhat of a, of a bigger picture of what they need. And then you'll see what the Celtics do from there. I mean, that, that's always, been, the, that's always yeah. been what they do in the past, you know. And look, what they did this offseason was tremendous. Bringing in Malcolm Brogdon, you know, Danilo Gallinari, it really does address uh, certain things that they didn't have during the NBA Finals. Yeah. Yeah. Secondary yeah. scoring, you know, secondary playmaker uh, and, and, and Brogdon. Someone who can close out games for you as well. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what the team looks like. But right but now, can't... I like I like I like what they got. I don't know if I would add any other pieces right now. Let's just see. Let's I'm see what happens. Tell you what, I just cannot believe that the se- the season has gotten back around. I know this quick. Know. It, it just right. seems like a month ago that we just finished. Uh, you know the season and all the questions that swirled around, um, swirled around. So I think that's another thing you're going to see that you know, the growth pattern for a Jason Tatum. Uh, does he take it? Last year, he went to another level. Does he take it to another level? Does he become that guy that, you know, you can depend on in the clutch uh, to knock down big shots? And just was unfortunate for him when the lights were shining at his brightest in the uh, championship series. His shot went astray and uh, his ball handling went crazy. You talk about ninety-five turnovers in a, you know, in the NBA Finals. That that's that just doesn't happen. You know, think about it in the playoffs. That just doesn't happen. What's your uh, response to the to the wrist wrist injury? And what I mean by that is, is that something that makes you think like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, if that wasn't the case, he would have played better, or is it more like uh, that's no, sort of far from um, the course? You know, when you're no, when you're making the deep playoff. Run. No, because I mean, you think about it, he played great during Miami. He played well enough to be the MVP yeah. uh, in that in that series. So unless it was something I didn't know about between Miami to Golden State, I, I really didn't see it. But, 
you know, at, at the end of the day, as I like to say, it's you either do or you don't. You either you either shit or, or you get off the pot. And that's what happens when you think about when you're that's in a playoff series like that's that. That's such a Max quote. That's such a Cedric Maxwell quote right there. <laughs> that's <laughs> You do. Somebody's trying to use the bathroom just way. Knock, 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 knock. Hey, 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 what are you doing in there? Can you hurry up? <laughs> you either do it or you don't. Huh, Max? Right. Do it or you right. don't. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. This episode of Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted a well-balanced diet and I wanted something to improve my everyday lifestyle. I didn't have the time. Wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. Hated taking pills, vitamins. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Wanted to see what the hype was about. All right, I know what you guys are probably guessing. What is this stuff, right? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. An extra dose of energy is always something that can help me get through my day. And what's great about AG1 is that it's lifestyle friendly. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. While still tasting good. Support better sleep quality and recovery. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cedric. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Cedric to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's athleticgreens.com slash Cedric. All right, let's move on. Next question. Uh, this is from a a poll a a poll says uh oh, this is a funny one um i believe it was 1977 and you were at our back b-ball school out in un uh cc of course your alma mater i was a camper and you referred to our game and and you uh ref refereed our game excuse me in a furry bathrobe and slippers uh, they called you up to court six, like six or seven times. I think you blew the whistle twice the entire game. Uh, once to start the game, the second to start the second half. Do you remember this at all? No, <laughs> I don't remember it. But Wapole or whatever your name is, I apologize now after all these years. I'm, How I'm do you sure. forget? Wait, hold on, Max. I, like, this is, this is kind of... It's not it's not significant, but there's only a couple of times in one's life that you referee a game in the robe and slippers. You don't remember this at all? No. Just wait. You remember this? You're talking 1977. You weren't even born, my friend. What are you talking about? But wait. So were you 
were you prone to do something like this? Like, is this, this isn't out of the ordinary for you? You're not like, whoa, when did I do that? You're just like, oh, all right, that makes no, sense. No, I would, I would say it possibly could have happened. My, and th- let me say this. If I was doing it in slippers and I never blew the whistle, maybe my concentration level or my excitement about their game wasn't there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, oh. my being the player, you know, who you, the player that you were, you, you wanted to see that aggressiveness. You wanted to see the – you know, you know what, let the kids play. You know? when, look, these were – it was sixth graders. What Was I getting excited over a sixth grader play? No, I probably wasn't. They called me and probably to, to do it and whatever it is. I don't remember – I don't remember having – I could see myself wearing flip-flops, but – <laughs> I don't think I'd be wearing furry slippers. I, I can't think of that. I, I, I say no to that. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that, that wasn't you? That was somebody else? No, no. Furry slippers doesn't, doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> All right. This next one comes from, uh, comes from Nate. Um, who was the best player you had to Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa wait, let's, let's, let's stop that. When you said Nate, let's give a shout out to the health of Nate Archibald. Because just yesterday... I got all these calls about Nate Archibald had passed away. Uh, yeah, it was it was on the internet that and then Nate Archibald's wife had to come back and refute it, refute it. So I mean, wow. When you say about Nate, that's that's one of my guys. But go on with your question. But shout out to you, Nate Archibald. Yeah, Keep man. Looking. Prayers up to Nate. We we saw him during uh, one of your um, autograph signings. Remember that? The book signings, one of your book signings. Wow. Yeah, he talked, he, he talked about me like a dog. He looked at my weight and said, damn, if you were that big when you played, boy, there would have been some big picks. I'm like, what the hell? But that's still my guy, though. Man, anyway, let's get back to Nate's question. What was his question? So who's the best uh, player you had to defend in a single game? One single game, I guess, is narrowed down. Ah. That's tough, man. That is really tough. Uh, the best player that I had to. Wow. Um, does that be a practice game or a regular season game? Oh, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, well, you know, I'm assuming practice, he's talking about a regular season game or regular least, season uh, game. Let's go along. Let's go back to Bernard King and, okay. and give him. Let's, let's give him his flowers. I figured I'm, that would be your playoff. Your playoff. Unbelievable! Couldn't you couldn't stop him if you want to? I think Bernard King gets my shout out. And every time I see your guy in New York, if I'm ever in New York and and I see your guy Spike Lee, I'll always walk up behind him. I'm like, damn, Bernard King couldn't score on me. And Spike <laughs> Lee would turn around and smile and say, "Cornbread, you know damn well you couldn't guard Bernard King." So <laughs> Bernard King would be he would be the the guy that would probably give you give you more nightmares than anybody else uh, with this ability to score the ball. Wish your team could find some next level talent. When your business needs someone with the right skills fast, you need Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Indeed investments help take the stress out of the hiring process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. With Indeed Assessments, you can select for the skills that matter to you most. 
Add from a selection of over 100 hard and soft skill tests to your job post and hone in on the candidates with the right skills faster. Indeed assessments can give you a window into how candidates will be on the job. On average, applicants who have scored highly proficient or higher on their reliability assessment we're nearly eight times more likely to consistently attend work, according to Indeed data. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you can pay for applicants that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start now with the $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Maxwell. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Maxwell. That's Indeed.com slash Maxwell. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, okay. What about someone in the regular season? What about an underdog? Someone that you, you people wouldn't expect? Would, would, people would, don't know oh, this guy and Kevin... Uh, Kevin McKellen and I always talked about it. They always asked us that. His name was Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell played with Cleveland. He played with San Antonio. Not a lot of people remember him, but dynamic score. He was under Bill Fitch. I think he went from Auburn University, but nobody would even know about him. But, man, he, he could score in so many different ways. He would post you up. He would sit down. He would go – he would. He had so many different, different uh, ways to score on you. That's that's the guy. My myself and Kevin always talk about. Okay, I like those. I like those players. Those players mm-hmm. are the ones that people people forget about, but they don't mm-hmm. forget about. They remember those times when they, they cause them fits. Absolutely. Right. Last one is from uh, Sydney from Watertown. Uh, Sydney, Sydney says, "What's up?" No, I said Sydney. Go ahead. Sydney said, uh, "Hi, said." Celtics history always looks pretty down on Curtis Rowe and Sydney Sydney uh, Wicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, say Larry Bird never came to Boston. If you were the leader of the team without Bird, could you motiv- Could you have motivated um, Curtis and Sydney to care about winning? Well, Would Reds still have drafted McHale. Well, maybe maybe I should just start with that. There's a few questions in here, so let's start with that. I guess. Um, you know, Sydney and Curtis. Sydney got traded away in my second year. Or is my yeah yeah my second year, but man had so much hat was had some talent shoot the ball, uh, run the floor. Uh, Curtis was Curtis Rowe was like one of my biggest friends, and uh, he was the one that gave the two lines he gave. One he said, "Ask me about winning or losing." He said, "Ain't no L's and W's on them checks on the first and fifteenth." And the other line, I always remember him talking to Dave Cowens. Dave Cowens, we were losing, and Dave Cowens was trying to give us a motivational speech. Dave Cowens was the player coach. And he said to Sidney, he said to Curtis, so Curtis, you know, you don't cheer for your teammates. You act like you don't care. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Curtis Rowe looked at Dave and said, God damn it, Dave, if you wanted some cheerleaders, you should have drafted some. And man, I was in tears. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, they were, they could play, but I think they were long in the two. They were already established players, and oh. it's hard for a younger player to come in and change the mindset of older players. That is one of the reasons why they wanted to cut 
Curtis Rowe. They they cut him for no for really no reason. He it Bill Fish cut him. It was so it was so funny. Curtis had a flat tire on his way to practice. Bill Fitch passed by him, looked at him, passed by him, didn't stop. Curtis comes to practice late. And Bill says, why are you late? And Curtis goes, and then you passed by me when I have a flat tire. And Bill said, you're out of here. You're cut. And they were just looking for a reason to get him out because uh, maybe they didn't felt, see him, Max. Maybe he drove no, back. And, no, they felt they felt like he was a bad influence on me, and he was going to be a bad influence on Larry. So they got they did their own job in, in, in cutting him and sending him elsewhere. Okay, well now I feel like reading the rest of this is pointless because uh, I guess what he's getting at is could he have been one of those members of the big three, uh, whether it be you know McHale or one of those guys. No, no, no. Yeah. Those guys that were long in the two, they were in their ninth and tenth year by the time I got in the league. So yes. you're already established. And at that time, remember, 10 years in the league was that was the holy grail. You got 10 years in the league, you were, you know, you were in gravy. And now you look at guys, the 10th year in the league, you know, you you just kind of just getting started. Yeah. So it's uh Bronze getting ready for uh, year twenty. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think that I could have motivated them. I think they were their own people at that time. This episode of Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, the NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and features. Head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Gotcha. All right. Well, everyone, we appreciate the questions. I would love to do this again. So uh, maybe in a couple of months, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send the, uh, send the alert out for everyone to, to bring in these questions because uh, that's fun. See, that's exactly what I want. I wanted to, I wanted these questions to, to, to evoke those type of stories and uh, trips down memory lane that we haven't done yet. So that was I cool. can't believe that we didn't have anybody say, you know, talk about, you know, what went on with um, Kevin Garnett, no, Kevin Durant. Being oh, taken off. Being, the, the, oh, they're, they're pissed. They don't want to hear about it anymore. We were after the news came out that Brooklyn Nets are gonna keep him and gonna try to, you know, they're gonna work things out. They had the meeting and everything. We did a live show, your favorite you show on YouTube, the God Report. We went live and five minutes into it, why are we still talking about this? Well, I'm like, it's it just happened. <laughs> they just dropped the story. Like, come on, Celtics fan, but that that's how mad they are. They're mad that this whole thing even started for well, well, here, all here's summer. The, here's the thing, which all is really summer. fun. Here's I think the most ironic thing about this is that when Kevin Kevin uh, became a free agent, he, remember he was courted by the Celtics, Jay Crowler and everybody opened the playbook. Man, come here, you're gonna be da da da. And everybody said, you, "Look, yeah, we had a great interview, and you know everybody wanted him." And all of a sudden, he leaves. And goes to Golden State. Everybody's pissed off. You know, screw him and da da da, whatever, whatever. 
isn't it so ironic that he would have the Celtics on the list that he wanted to come back to after essentially scorning them in the first first time he was a, a free agent? So I, I I just find the irony in, in that uh, surreal. A uh, guy who wanted to, a guy who kind of put his toe in the water, thinking about playing here, and then left. And then when he gets to Brooklyn, it's like, I got a couple of teams right now on my list that I'll go to. And one of them happened to be the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Well, I don't know. What do you think about it? Do you think this is something that was just out there that Brooklyn was, was trying to use in their favor? Because think about it. The Celtics, you put the Celtics up there, everyone's like, oh, that deal might get done. So let me let me get our trade package together. Let me let me out, try to outdo the Celtics and what they got on the table. But who knows? But did you ever hear any other deals out there? That made sense. The Celtics one's the only one that made sense. That was I mean, I mean, this is. But, you're Brooklyn, but if you're Brooklyn, you don't want to make that deal. You're like, man, we just resigned you for four years. Can we at least see what this team looks like? Yeah, I think Brooklyn. But if you wanted to, I just didn't think they want to go into a new season with an unhappy player. That's what I was saying. But now that they've made amends, how do you, as a a player, and the general manager and a coach? How do you get that back on the uh, the same trust page with Steve Nash? You know, you, you, he you said Steve Nash had to be fired. Yeah. Arch had to be fired. It's me or them. And now you coming back. I mean, Danny Fortson did that one time. He played with the Celtics for a minute during the Rick Pitino uh, era and uh, got what? traded to um, got traded to. No, no, he got I think this time he. I wouldn't say it was Toronto. I think he went to Toronto first. Oh, and then he, he said he didn't and, want to go there, right? No, no, no. He went to Toronto. And, went? and they asked him, like, you know, talked about the Celtics. He said, man, I'm glad I'm out of here. This ship be sinking. And then went to Toronto and failed the physical. And had to come <laughs> back to Boston. <laughs> how do you how do you mend those fences? And that's gonna be that's gonna be because it if you're Steve Nash, do you trust? If you're Sean Marks, do you trust? If you're KD, do you trust? You know, they got just their whole team is trusty issues. Kyrie Irving, are you going to play? You're yeah. not vaccinated. I mean, just it, it, it's just a bunch of things. And then you add Ben Simmons. Do you trust Ben Simmons right now? Yeah, I mean the mandate—that's that's the thing. If this if this mandate comes back and, and everyone has to get vaccinated again in order to travel or certain cities, and this whole thing happens again, then that's it. Imagine, like that's it, that, and that's one possibility, right? The other thing, in my opinion, looking at this going into the regular season for the Nets is, are they? I don't know, a six or seven game losing streak away from firing Steve Nash? I think they are, honestly. Like that's that's all it's going to take. So I'd be—I don't know. I, I'd I'd be really surprised by the end of the season that Steve Nash is still the head coach. But if it isn't yeah. him, then who is it? Who goes in there and tries to fix this mess? We, you know, man, you, you, you're right. You're right in that that regard. I mean, that's the only other thing that people didn't talk about to me. Uh, you know, with the whole Kevin, and, and this is the last time I'm going to talk about is the fact that there were so many things that were seemed to be positive for Kevin to come here. One, the fact that you think about who he was coached by. Ime was his coach. Yeah. Ime was part of his coaching staff when he came to Brooklyn. 
And I think everybody said, well, you're getting them old. Well, you're getting them around the same time you got Kevin Garnett. Garnett, yeah. And, and you know, people said, well, he's washed up. He's over deep. He averaged 30. 30. 30, yeah. He's not, not he's 20, 30. 34-year-old in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. So, so I, that's why I think that, you know, hopefully the Celtics won't look back on it and, you know, say, hey, I'm sure that Brad is is content with what he's doing. I'm sure he's happy about that. And um, is there any that the only downfall you see is there any damage right now with Jalen Brown? Mm-hmm. Because the name was his name reportedly was in the headlines. Yeah, but you, the, he's not or, he's not sensitive. You say that he said that he's a he's a grown man. Or, so he's not like a, or, like a, or is Brad or did Brad go to him immediately? And quell this situation by calling Jalen. Well, he, you read in, right radio, in a recent radio interview, he said that they, he had been in contact with yeah, Jalen. Yeah. So. so, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. But, man, it's going to be something coming back into the season. But, but guys, we really want to thank you. I'm Absolutely. here in beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina. Joe Sways in Boston. Beautiful summer day. Um, beautiful out here. Nice. You, we we only get stronger with you when you – subscribe mash that like button all those things and you know we're trying to be you know we will continue to bring the same content that we what do we do we keep it on the what keep it on a hundred hundred <laughs> keep it on a hundred yes, so, sir. and if you don't know what keeping on a hundred is damn go find one of your black friends they'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> with that we'll see you next week guys <laughs>